Live from the Zimmer Radio World Headquarters in the heart of the Midwest, this is the Gary Nolan Show. Now, here's your proud card-carrying member of the Libertarian Party, Gary Nolan. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, Show Me Institute is uh, going to be on board with us. Uh, Young Americans for Liberty, Dave Rowland. Uh, and uh, Dave and I are going to chat about that section uh, of the uh, Internet legislation that protects uh, people uh, from being sued when they post. It has to, uh, all of this to do with the cancel culture and what's going on uh, and a whole bunch of other things that he's brought, too. But we'll explain to you the pros and cons of keeping it and getting rid of it. Uh, but we kick it off right now with David Stokes. He's the director of municipal policy uh, at the Show Me Institute to talk about a new online sales tax. And if we have a moment to spare beyond that, uh, the idea of student loan forgiveness. Oh, jeez, that just makes me want to vomit. Anyway, uh, let me start it off by uh, bringing him on board. David, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Gary, it's great to be back with you and all your listeners. We're glad to have you. Uh, Let's talk about this online sales tax, because I think the Supreme Court screwed things up. Uh, I think that the uh, you know sales tax online should have been wherever the cash register is. Uh, now everybody who sells anything has to know what the sales tax rate is uh, in in that neighborhood where the guy lives or gal lives, uh, and I think it's just unduly complicated. But what is what are the implications for an online sales tax here? Well, it's extremely complicated, and in Missouri, it's actually more more complicated than elsewhere if you were to do a full statewide online sales tax because of all of our transportation development districts and community improvement districts and all these tiny sales tax districts that are just still in 2020 drawn by hand. So asking asking businesses to know the sales tax rate in every home in the state of Missouri with the amazing proliferation of these tiny special taxing districts is all but impossible. Now, now if it's technically considered a use tax, not a sales tax, which the legislation in Jefferson City right now has it as, that at least exempts those tiny little I say tiny. I mean, they add up. They're tiny in that they might only have a few hundred people of the, in each special taxing district, but there's thousands of them now. That is, they're at least not included in use taxes. So it's actually a big deal whether it's going to be considered a use tax or a sales tax in the in the state of Missouri. But either way, you know, if we want the one of the nice things about property taxation generally is that people then vote for public goods that they're going to pay for. Do we want to spend more money on, on schools in our area? Well, at least at least the people doing the voting are the people paying the tax. So it leads to some level of discipline on the, on the tax. But with sales taxes, if you're doing it from the location of the seller or perhaps just as bad the location of the shipper, the location of the logistics place where the product is going through, because that's one of the ideas being proposed, that sort of removes any incentive to keep the tax low because the governments where that have a lot of sellers or have a lot of these logistics centers, you know, they want that tax rate really high because then it's going to be bought by people around the state. It's a real issue that is, uh, you know, I don't have all the answers for it, but it's definitely a complicated debate in Jefferson City and Washington, D.C. right now. Well, I, you know, I don't like the idea of taxing something somebody already owns. I, I think that's just, that's why I fought so hard 
uh, last year to get on the ballot the issue to get rid of the personal property tax. Uh, but even with real property, I don't like the idea of taxing something that somebody's already paid for. I don't mind a consumption tax. Personally, I think a consumption tax is fair uh, because what we're doing with the personal property tax is saying uh, the more home you build, the more we're going to punish you. Uh, the more people you put to work building your house, uh, the more uh, we're going to tax you and punish you for it. Uh, I, I think it's it's uh, just the wrong way to go. But I think... Well, Gary, lo- I, go ahead. I, I know what you're saying, and that's one of the reasons why Professor Joe Haslig and other writers at Chomey Institute have long advocated that more of the property tax, and I should say the real estate tax here, because I the personal property tax is a peculiar outer tax that I'd be happy to get rid of, although it would probably result in at least an increase in the real estate tax to make up for it. But anyway, more of the tax, in my opinion, for real estate should be on the value of the land and less on the building, because then you're in, then you have an incentive to improve your property. Then you're not punished for making an addition to your house and putting people to work building, building that house. You're not punished for buying the vacant lot and putting a, a building on it. So we've long argued that, that at least a higher percentage of the real estate tax in Missouri should be on the value of the land and less on the building. Now, the obvious, the obvious comeback to that is that far, the farming community is going to hate that. So you would deal with that by in heavily in areas with a lot of farming. You just make sure to have a really low rate on that land so you're not punishing the farmers. Yeah, I, I think the consumption tax all the way around is better. Uh, if you raise the sales tax... Everybody has to pay more, not just the wealthy, not just the people who bought a bigger chunk of property. Everybody has to pay more. And I think that really um, makes people uh, careful about what they uh, they vote for. Uh, it, it, it's, it's troublesome to me uh, that we're taxing as much as we are in any case. Uh, but I think this is just so complicated an issue. It's just unfortunate that we're where we're at. It is so complicated, and and it is we just spend so much money at every level. The idea of just cutting spending to deal with some of these things has, seems to go, have gone out the window. But what we've seen, what what I really don't want to see, if when online sales taxes come to Missouri, and they're going they're going to come, but when they come, you got to avoid setting up a system which we saw in in retail when sales taxes where a few cities with malls had an incentive to have a really high sales tax so they could get the money for, to fund their little city from a bunch of shoppers who don't live there and don't vote there. So that's what I really want to avoid as best we can with, with online sales taxes. Because you'd want to get rid of that incentive. You want people who are paying the sales tax, the consumption tax, to have a say in what it's spent on as much as possible. And it's not possible to have that 100%. But you, know, you want to increase that as much as you can. And the answer to that would be the sales tax has to be has to be done by the the location of the buyer, the home of the buyer. But as you started out with, in Missouri, that can be very, very complicated and a real, a real, a, a real issue to put that on the back of small businesses having to calculate that out every time. So, one of the things that Show Me Institute that we 
have long argued about is if you're going to expand the online sales tax, you really have to simplify it and lower the rate because you don't want it to be a windfall for cities and, and counties going forward where they suddenly get a whole bunch more sales tax money. You know, it might be one thing with when they're trying to get through what we're going through now, but in future years, you don't want just a radical expansion of it. So simplify it, lower the rate, and then I think you could do online sales taxes in a fair way in Missouri. All right, I, uh, I've got uh, phone calls here, and I'm going to try and get to them. Uh, let's see, maybe I'm going to hang on to you for a couple of extra minutes. Can you spare that time? Absolutely, Gary. We'd love to stay on with you and your listeners. All right, let me grab a phone call or two right now, and then we'll go on and chat about uh, loan forgiveness, student loan forgiveness, because that scares hell out of me. Greg, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. You're on with David Stokes from the Show Me Institute. Hi, um, I, I don't mind. I guess I, I do mind paying more taxes and kind of increases. I want to know what I'm getting for that. I want to know that something's being improved. I want it, some accountability. If I'm going to give more money to the school, I just keep giving more money, more, more, more money. I want to see higher test scores, you know, and that goes with anything else. You take more of my money. I want to know where it's going, how it's going to improve it, and accountability. And that never happens. And so I vote no on almost any increase, um, you know, just, <laughs> just, I, I, I'm not, just out of I'm principle, not huh? Any more new, yeah, I'm not for any more taxes. Um, you know, better test scores, yeah, yeah, that's fine, but that never happens. And what it winds up is, uh, the high school gets a new rubber track or, uh, uh, they add, you know, 15 soccer fields and stuff like that. It's never for better test scores. Or anything like that, and yeah, it, uh, it gets frustrating, it, doesn't it? You you always hear it's going to everything is going to be frustrating. Is not even the right word, Gary. <laughs> okay. So, um, hey, thanks, Greg. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. All right, uh, we have uh, D- David Stokes with us from the Show Me Institute.